I went up to the mountain Because you asked me to Up over the clouds To where the sky is blue I could see all around me I can see all around me everywhere. Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with the scripture reading and a message. We would love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. If you are here in Berkeley, Epworth's worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 1953 Hopkins on the corner of Napa and Hopkins. Or if you connect with our podcast from further away, we would invite you to visit our website, epworthberkeley.org. We'd invite you to keep seeking to grow in faith and to stop by the next time you're in Berkeley. Because you asked me to Some days I looked down Afraid I will fall And though the sun shines I see nothing at all And then I hear your sweet voice I'm Carletta Aston, and I have been a grateful participant in this congregation for six whole months now. <laughs> the scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. And this takes place after he has been baptized in the Jordan by his cousin John and uh, before he really begins his formal ministry. Uh, 
Listen for the word of God. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, to you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The word of God for the people of God. Well, how many people here know who Marie Kondo is? <laughs> okay, a lot, a lot of folks. We, we even got the hands way up in the balcony. All right. So Marie Kondo is the uh, author of the international best-selling book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. So this book was published in the United States in 2014. It was published a few years before that in Japan and Europe. And the book details Kondo's approach, known as the Mari method, to living a life of joy by being unburdened by all of our stuff. So in addition to the book, um, Kondo herself has become internationally known. If you, if you have Netflix, you probably have seen advertised there's a, she has a new show on Netflix called um, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. And so she's become, Marie Kondo has, has kind of become this moment's it person. She's, she's everywhere in media. She's regularly quoted. Um, she was even a topic of conversation between my colleagues and myself this week uh, in Modesto. She was a topic of conversation between my, my sister-in-law in New York and my wife and I. And she's, she's, what, she's, what she's speaking, what she's bringing, clearly seems to be resonating with a deeply felt need in our culture right now. The KonMari method, if you haven't read the book or watched the show, it, 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 it consists of beginning with sorting everything you own into five categories. So the five categories are clothes, books, papers, and then miscellany, 
And then the fifth is the, the, the sentimental items, the things that just hold a, a very dear place in your heart. And then in an epic and courageous approach to each category, you put everything that you own in each category into a big pile. And you go through each item one by one, holding it to see if it sparks joy inside you. And if it doesn't, you offer it gratitude for whatever role it played in your life, even if that role was just to teach you what you will never ever wear. <laughs> and you let it go. You let it go. So the, the, the KonMari method is, is gaining so much steam, and, and I think probably particularly with the Netflix show, that thrift stores across the country have become overwhelmed. And especially in, in the New York area and the Bay Area, there are some thrift stores that are no longer accepting donations. They're just too full. So my wife, Elizabeth, picked up the uh, condos book in 2016. So that was before we moved to Berkeley. It was an opportune time to begin you know, taking stock of all of the things that had accumulated over 19 years in Davis. And um, she, brought, she brought this book home, one more book in a library beyond what I'm sure condo would approve of. And, uh, but the thing is, this book, it's, it's highly enjoyable. If you've read it, it's, she's, her style of writing is so sincere and so honest. It's compassionate. It's even funny. And, um, and it's also inspiring. So we decided to take a holiday weekend and do category one clothes. And as instructed, we put everything into a big pile and we began to go through things one by one. We ended up with multiple bags, to, yes, to take to the thrift store and a number of learnings about ourselves. So one thing that I learned about myself is that I tend to keep way too many pairs of jeans that have gotten worn through in the knee and comfortable sweatshirts and soft old t-shirts. And my rationale is that these are Saturday clothes <laughs> when I'm relaxing or doing a gardening project or doing you know some sort of house project that I need I need some clothes that I can uh, not worry about them. Um, but through the KonMari method, I said to myself, Kristen, there are four Saturdays in a month. You usually have two all-day meetings on, on two of those four Saturdays. The rest of the Saturdays, you usually have a family or a event or a sports event or some other community obligation. At most, you've got one Saturday a month for Saturday clothes. And you could probably manage to do laundry once a month. <laughs> So you don't need nine or 12 Saturday clothes outfits. So, and, and, and Marie Kondo even has, a, has a, a chapter on this. It's called downgrading to loungewear. And that's what I was doing. So, but Kondo says that this initial piling up of all the items in one category is necessary because most people, once they see the mountain, are overwhelmed by the sheer volume of what they own. And what's, what's happening here that, is that, that of, of course, um, in the midst of many single items, Kondo is drawing the aperture out so that the single items become many single items and we can see uh, what we had failed to understand before through a new focus 
on the big picture. We have too much stuff and we have lost a sense of what has true value. In the midst of a, con a culture with its consumerist temptations, where's our soul? Where's our spirit? Where's our joy? Marie Kondo believes that once we are able to remove that which does not spark joy, then the creative spirit is unleashed. And as we look at being drawn in to God's creative process in this six-week series, we need to remember that at the beginning of a creative process, it is also important to draw out, to hover above our current reality and see what might be standing in the way of our creativity, to see the bigger possibilities, even to do that necessary soul-searching then we will be released to begin. In today's scripture from Luke, we find Jesus withdrawing to the wilderness after the intensity of his baptism. Remember, he's just been in the River Jordan with John, and the voice from on high has named him as God's beloved. And all of this swirling and overwhelming around him it's clear at the Jordan that Jesus is being asked to do a very new and a very creative thing. And so I wonder if part of the reason Jesus needed to go into the wilderness was to get perspective on things, to be able to see what he valued and embrace that and to see what were the things that would be present as temptations so that he could be prepared to reject them to move on from them. It's in the wilderness that Jesus is able to see the big picture, to do the soul searching necessary to return with power and perspective and creativity. What's interesting is that though the devil is doing his best to tempt him, and you can personify devil, or you can just kind of make that sort of the, that, that, that force of brokenness and evil that surrounds us. Though he, he's, he's got this major force tempting him, Jesus refuses to engage in a conflictual or a condemning way, even with the devil. He responds to each temptation with a calm yet strong answer, showing himself to be above even the temptation to criticize, to lack in grace or diminish his own humanity and divinity by condemning the situation. In the KonMari method, Marie Kondo is asking people to face a very significant temptation the temptation to accumulate, the temptation to value things over people, the temptation to avoid the challenge of facing what stands in the way of a life of purpose and joy. What's interesting to me about Marie Kondo is that what she's offering in, in, in the idea of decluttering isn't exactly new. This idea has been around for a long time. But what's special about Marie Kondo, um, I think is why she ultimately got this TV show, is because it's mesmerizing to look at her. 
she never stops smiling. She never stops emitting this wonderful grace and compassion and love and acceptance. She brings to each person and to each home, each situation, this catalyst that allows us to face the block in the love that she offers. I think for many of us, the volume of things we've accumulated, and especially in the categories of clothes and miscellany, we, 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 when we really do allow ourselves to think of these things and see them, we cringe and we can expect reproach. But Kondo never judges. And when we see Jesus being confronted with the temptations of life, we hear calm guidance in response. And being commanded to turn a stone into bread, he says, one does not live by bread alone. When offered power and authority, he responds, worship the Lord your God and serve only God. When taunted to give in to the devil's cynicism, Jesus responds with faith, saying, you will be borne up by angels so that you will not be harmed or stumble. So as we look at the KonMari method next to the scripture for today, a formula emerges. In order to open to our creativity and our purpose, we need to step back get the big picture and engage in soul searching. But in order to do that, we must first begin with compassion, particularly self-compassion, acceptance, hope, respect, and love. This week as I was driving home from Modesto, I caught the California report on KQED. The opening story was about the process being undertaken in many California cities to count our populations who are without housing. One thing that has been discovered by taking this big picture approach is that 40% of the elementary and secondary students in the Salinas School District in Monterey County are without housing. Living in Berkeley, we know we are in the midst of a housing crisis that has left many without a permanent home. The dimension of this crisis that is most visible is more typically persons who are living in tents or other makeshift structures and shopping carts filled with the only things one person has for comfort, care, and clothing. The count underway helps us to see the many dimensions of this crisis that we are talking about children and families, singles, old and young, persons of all races, though persons of color are much more disproportionately affected. In the story on the California Report, a 10-year-old girl named Siley was interviewed. And she said, I keep praying. Sometimes I feel like my family might lose me. I don't want to live in a shelter forever. I want to have a home like those other people. Those other people are happy because they have a home, but some people don't. And those people have children. My dad works, sometimes my mom does too. We just don't have enough. When one knows that one has more than enough, 
It can be difficult and guilt-producing to draw back and look at the magnitude of this crisis for those who don't even have the most basic needs. But Jesus reminds us to begin with love. Love for self, love for others, love for God. Worship the Lord your God and serve only God, Jesus says. Epworth has been asked to partner with King Middle School and a group of parents in the district who are addressing the issues of food insecurity being experienced by many families in the district. Every other Friday, a group of folks gather at the Senior Center in South Berkeley and bag groceries that are delivered from the Alameda County Food Bank. And then this group um, delivers hundreds of bags to many of our elementary and middle middle schools. The the program started by just a a few parents who realized there was a need, and um, now it's grown to many schools and hundreds of bags every other week. There's a huge need for baggers and for drivers. I came to know about this by attending a PTA meeting at King and the connection was made. Food insecurity is often the tip of the iceberg under which housing insecurity and many other needs lurk. If you have time available on Fridays between 11 and two, please talk with me. This week, let's draw back and get the big picture of what's going on around us. Yes, God is in the details, but God is in the big picture too. And as we do, remember to begin with love, acceptance, compassion. Hover here and be strengthened by the unsurpassable acceptance and unconditional love of God We can make a difference on the seemingly insurmountable mountains and overwhelming challenges that surround us. And as we draw back, may we be drawn in with our own love, service, and commitment to transformation where all have enough, not more or less, but enough. Amen. Amen.